Good morning. This is Pastor Ron. I'm here sharing manna with you again. Um, what is it? That nourishment from heaven, um, the very Word of God. And so I uh, appreciate you joining me. Let's pray, and then we're going to jump into Proverbs 29, maybe even finish it today. Let's be hopeful. So let's pray. Father, even the mention of your name causes my heart to soften. That I, I so look forward to spending time with you and, and in the midst of seeking you, Lord, pausing, being still to listen. Not predetermine what you will say, but trust that you speak and you do speak through your word. And so we can have confidence that if we hear something, is it, is it connected to the word? Does it, does it fit in agreement with the word? Because if it's outside the word, Lord, oh, red flag, red flag. But Lord, it's your word that's living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword that's able to discern the thoughts and the intent of the heart and the mind to divide the soul and the spirit and the joint and the marrow. Oh, God, what a surgical tool your word is. And so we invite you to take your scalpel of your word today and do that work of cutting out those things that um, we don't realize are poisonous to us. They're detrimental to us. And Lord, to stitch us up. And, and so you've made our bodies to heal. Thank you for the incredible design of life and for your love as we ask your blessing now. In your name we pray. Amen. Hey, we left off at uh, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 17. So we're going to pick up at verse 18. And it says, Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. So in terms of prophetic vision, it's like, well, I've got this vision. No, it's saying, do I understand the direction that I'm headed? Is the direction that I'm headed in agreement with the things that I know of in the Word of God? Let the God's stories, the, the stories of his Word, speak richly to us um, there's application in them. And so, oh, that I, I might gain that clarity from something um, that is prophetic, which is the Word of God, but someone who is, that has, possesses the spirit of prophecy. And of course, we know that to be Jesus. And so, when we keep our eyes focused on him, that's where um, we find the place of blessing. Uh, verse 19, by mere words, a servant is not disciplined, for though he understands, he will not respond. You know, sometimes we have to let some consequences happen in life because without them, people oftentimes will not respond, don't correct, you know. And, and so it seems harsh, but it's not. Um, a consequence provides benefit um, for a, a heart of obedience, um, do you see, verse 20, do you see a man who is hasty in his words? There's more hope for a fool than for him. <laughs> yeah, you know that type of a person. They constantly interrupt. You know, it's like you want, you're trying to have a conversation. You want to be able to say something, but then they, they interrupt because they get an idea off of something that you've said, and, oh, i got to share that with you right there. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's tough to have conversations with those folks. But if you, if you do what... James, the parallel that we've talked about before, the book of James, it says, be 
quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, because the anger of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. No. Verse 21. Whoever pampers his servant from a childhood will in the end find him his heir. Wow. So it's, it's say, stating that, you know, the, the way that you care for people matters. Um, because what you do is as you win people by the way you care for them, by your concern for their welfare and, and the ways that God would have you provide for them, um, you win their hearts. And, and so um, they, they become closer than a, a child. It, it can happen. Um, verse 20, 22, a man of wrath stirs up strife, and one given to anger causes much transgression. Yep. <laughs> What's the root of that? Well, the very next verse. One's pride will bring him low. But he who is lowly in spirit, humble, will obtain honor. So I've often taught that the you know pride um, not goes before a fall, but goes before destruction. It's... It, it, it has so much consequence to it. Um, but when, when a person walks in a place of humility, seeking the welfare, being more concerned for the welfare of others than you are yourself, then that's a spirit of humility. And humility always, always, always brings us to a place of honor. And so especially when there's been an offense and it just says, you know, I know that I offended you because I said these things or I did this thing or whatever. Go, reconcile. Do something different than what the world does. The world does not reconcile. The world stands up for its position, and, and all it does is it creates greater offense and hostility and, and hurt. But when one walks with humility, it, it brings healing. And, you know, of course, the greatest example that we have is Christ on the cross, there is no greater example that exists, but the honor that he brought, yes, was to the Father and to his own life and to the plan of God, but he brings honor to us. Through his humility, we gain the opportunity when we submit to him to be honored, to be lifted up. He is, as it's described in Psalms, the lifter of our heads. Wow. So appreciate the loving kindness that of the Lord and how he honors us through humility. The partner of a thief hates his own life. He hears the curse but discloses nothing. <laughs> I wrote in my, my Bible a little note that says the code among thieves is you don't tell on somebody else. And it's like, um, you know, I think the term when, when I was young was you don't rat on somebody or snitch on somebody or whatever. But, you know, the, the point is, is, man, is there, are you so hardened of heart that you're so full of pride that you're not willing to walk in truth? Because it's truth that sets us free. And so there has to be a place when a person comes to a place of humility to speak the truth in love. The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Don't, there's no reason to fear men. But our trust, as we put our trust in the Lord, we're safe, we're secure. No matter what happens, we're secure in him because he's sovereign over all. Many seek the face of a ruler, but it's from the Lord that a man gets justice. 
you know, we, we want man to provide for us, but the, the real provision in life is putting your faith and trust in the Lord. And He goes before us. Trust in the Lord, in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. He will direct your path. Jesus says, all you are weary and heavy laden, come unto me. Come learn of me and I, and I will provide you with rest. For I am meek and lowly at heart. You know, it's like, man, come follow me and and I'll show you that there is greater strength and power in humility than what there is through pride. An unjust man is an abomination to the righteous, a vile contrast. But one whose way is straight is an abomination to the wicked. So there's, there's the, if you will, the opposite, that one creates conflict for the other. And so... Um, when, when there's conflict and both are in conflict and both are standing firm in their position, it's like, so how do you get resolution? It's by the one who humbles themselves and just says, you know what? The thing that matters most is, is my relationship with you. Man, I don't want this conflict to, it, to disrupt that. You matter to me. And that is exactly what Jesus said to us. But yet he was the righteous one, and the righteous one walked in a place of humility. What a great chapter Proverbs 29 is to teach us so many things um, and to parallel with the book of James. I hope you're blessed by that. We're going to look at Proverbs chapter 30 next week. God bless.